Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Randy Moss. Yeah, bald Randy Moss. White Randy Moss. White Randy Moss. <laughs> That's mirror, great. Mirror. The dude's name's Randy Moss. <laughs> the best. I love Jerry Bailey's had that beautiful lid forever, too. It's just, I love these guys. I can't wait for the Kentucky Derby, Marantz. But you said a lot of good races uh, before that. It's going to be a great, great day tomorrow leading up to the weekend. And, uh, yeah, the more and more I'm looking at this thing, I really like where you're going with Audible. And uh, I'm still back in my, my boy, Magnum Moon. I got a good feeling about Magnum Moon, the Arkansas Derby winner. Magnum Moon. Yeah, 7-1 to one yeah. current, current odds. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm liking where you're going uh, with that. Um, um, there's a... Um, Magnum Moon's coming out of the 16 uh, hole. Animal Kingdom won in 2011 from the 16 uh, hole. And uh, my favorite horse of all time, Thunder Gulch. Thunder Gulch. Won from um, the 16 hole as well. The 16 post hasn't been bad. 17, 18, 19, 20 is uh, near death. It's, you know, you don't want any piece of that. But uh, the 16 post isn't that bad. I'm Gabriel Morenci. He is Cam Stewart. And, uh, yeah, the Kentucky Derby is rapidly approaching. uh, But... The Kentucky Derby is just one race. Yep. Um, you know, tomorrow's a full slate of racing at uh, Churchill Downs, and they've got racing going on as we speak uh, right now at Churchill Downs, and uh, we've, we're watching uh, the road to the Kentucky Derby right now as we speak. Randy Moss is hosting. <laughs> Jerry Bailey, and who's yeah. the other guy? Lincoln Piquet the third, or yeah, what's his Piquet Laffitt Piquet the third? It's kind of like Thurston Howell, like you know what I mean. This guy, like when I just look at him, he just drips money. Jerry Bailey looks like he's had a few drinks in his day. Yeah, yeah, I think Jerry likes a smooth scotch after a good ride. For sure. And I'll tell you something about Randy Moss. He actually he, he does a really good job. He knows the ponies. And former hockey player Eddie Olchuk yeah. was such a good capper, Gabe, that NBC hired him and said, listen, bro, like you're, you're hitting like all sorts of winners in every well, single Eddie big Olchuk, race. Eddie Olchuk, when he was a hockey yeah. player, started investing in horses. Correct. Yep. Except uh, he's like one of the 1%. It's sort of like the, uh, the talk show and uh, radio TV sports industry. There's the rich like, guys? Yeah, there's like a 1% of Jim Rome and uh, Dan Patrick and, and yeah. everyone else. He, he, old Chuck's there. Yeah, Old Chuck's like the one percenter that somehow was successful in horse racing. Except was he? Was he? He was smart enough, uh, Cam, to figure out, you know what? It'd be a hell of a lot better to get paid by NBC to talk about horses and pick winners than actually own my own horses. And then pay barn fees and other... <laughs> I, I see Look enough. at Rob Gronkowski yeah. buys a horse yep. all excited for the derby. Scratch. I told you, man. Yeah, no, even even Gronk, a guy who's loaded, gets a piece of reality with horses. And we'll tell you, it's hard, man. It's run by a few people, and very few people make ducats at it. All right. Uh, so the countdown uh, is on an early tip-off uh, tonight. Game two, the Crazy. Toronto Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And... Uh, Man, it's a heavily discussed uh, series camp due to LeBron James's uh, factor, due to Drake's factor. The Toronto uh, Raptors really took it hard uh, yesterday on social media. 
uh, people really came out uh, after the Raptors for being uh, chokers and uh, gutless. They can't win in the playoffs. It's six and a half again tonight. I know. Game. I know. The beautiful thing about sports, though, Gabe, is and I think the Raptors blow them, all them. If you blow them out tonight, everyone will forget about one eighteen one hundred. Oh, nice, nice. Not lots of points. One eighteen, yeah, one eighteen one hundred. Raptors any over? A smooth eighteen. Yeah. Well, I hey, I hope so, buddy, for for your sake, because you said it. If the Raptors lose tonight, you might as well stick a fork in them, put them in the grave. They're done. Um, and uh, like yeah, I said, I don't have, have any clothes. Team. I don't have any clothes. Uh, that, that don't have a Raptor logo on them, uh, Cam. That's like, true. You know, they, they've got to, you know, I need a couple of more weeks before I have to worry about my wardrobe. Okay. My wardrobe? Uh, basically, everything I wear has been given to me by Nando when he was here. Like, I got two shirts. Yeah, you've been <laughs> Daily milking. Daily fantasy shirts. Cam's been milking the DraftKings <laughs> golf shirt, uh, you know, for, I, all, for all it's got. I got to be honest with you, Gabe, a lot of my shirts burn out in the pits, and this one's very high quality. And and the Seattle Seahawk windbreaker is missing. I, I, no, I found it, actually. No. Yeah, I found it. There's a little luck for you. It sure was. Yeah, the, the Jesse Lumsden version didn't fit. Uh, 4XL, even too big for me. Found it. Thank God. See, that's the thing. It sucks losing clothes, uh, but it's even worse for when you camp. Don't, when you don't have any? Well, no, because you have a hard time uh, finding clothes that fit you. That's not the, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not even like, that's kind of the one thing. Like being, I kind of want to go to some states in America where I'm the thin guy. You know, down south, they they just showed audible. Yeah, Todd Pletcher has four ponies in uh, this race, man. He's he's locked and loaded. I bet you even Todd Pletcher would tell us, yeah, you got to sell this horse with conflict diamond. Sell this horse, Todd Pletcher would be we, like, yeah, I can't help. If you we interview Todd Pletcher, he'd have a tear in his eye for the luck that we've had. Like nobody goes into it with us with a chance to make money and pisses it away. It, like he would say, guys, yeah, get even away. If, even if we had Jerry Bailey, if we're like, and I believe we're uh, we're racing on uh, Tuesday, I think. What? <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're running again. Like next, we're racing or are we? Well, we're, we're, not, we're, we're jogging. No, we're not yeah. racing. No, we're, we're going yeah. to the track. We're appearing. Tuesday. Yeah, we're, our horse, <laughs> our horse appears <laughs> on Tuesday night yes. at Flamborough. Yeah, that's the best way of putting it. <laughs> I love it. We're yeah. not running and we're yeah. not really racing. Now appearing, we Conflict are. Diamond. Yeah, we will be appearing. <laughs> Sorry, You're killing me right now. Man. No, it's true. It's true. The horse doesn't race. He, no, no, like he we're, appears. We're, we're appearing. That's the best way of uh, putting it. We we will be. Appearing uh, this week, I don't even know what track we're at. I don't even care I, anymore. Flamborough, like, whatever, dude. Yeah, well, we got schooled by Mennonites, basically I t- at Western Fair. That these horses are pulling buggies all day, and they took us out to the woodshed. I told you we're on the uh, we're on the board uh, right now. Uh, we're on the market uh, cam, you know, for sale. I didn't know that. And next to our name, it says "Racing Till Sold." <laughs> <laughs> Like most people would be like, all right, we're set, 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 selling the horse. Let's yeah. shut him down here, yeah. and uh, you know, it'll be a couple of weeks, and we'll sell him. No, nope. no, no, not us. It's like just you know what, just put him out there, man. Just put him out there, because if he actually ever wins, then somebody will actually buy him. Yes. And I don't care, Cam, if he wins by 22 lengths. Like, we're selling him after the race. I'm with you. Like, the minute <laughs> it doesn't he's at matter. His top peak. It doesn't matter. Oh, of course it doesn't matter. No, he's gone. And I'll tell you one thing. I don't understand, though. This is one thing I don't understand. So we come second last or last every race. Why are we still getting post position seven and eight? And like, what happened to this, like, helping us out type of thing? Because we suck. <laughs> they just say, you know what? Don't worry. Conflict Diamonds owners, these guys can't win. Put them here. We are the Harlem Globetrotters uh, opponent, the Washington Generals. Yeah, we're the Washington Generals. Generals of horse racing. 
Except now we've actually did win once, which once. I think the Washington Generals won once. Actually, I think they won a couple times, Gabe. Not even. I think they've won more than once against the Globetrotters. Maybe twice or thrice. I'm thinking once. Let's let's take a look at the old database. I'm here. thinking. Uh, How many times did Washington beat the Globetrotters? <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm once. thinking three total. Did, did the Generals beat the Globetrotters? I, I know it's got to be more than once. Here we go. How many times did the Generals beat the Harlem Globetrotters? Um, let's see here. <laughs> this is the Did the Generals ever beat the Globe, Globetrotters? From 19, the Generals played exhibition games against the Globetrotters, winning only six games. Six times. In the last, yeah, they won six times and losing more than 13,000. Uh, the Harlem Globetrotter official website claims they've only lost three games. They lost once in 1954, once in 1958, and once in 1971. We have di- discrepancies, and the generals say they got Although, sex. exactly, and I was kind of right. We're all right. You're right. We're all right here. Although, although, the 1971 win is the most storied of these and is often reported to be the generals' only victory. <laughs> Playing as the New Jersey Reds. They beat the uh, they beat the Globetrotters 100 to 99. So Krusty finally covered the spread and won that bet. Says the Generals disbanded in 95, forming a new team, the New York Nationals, which also achieved an impressive losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I knew the Generals because I remember I, I forget where it was. I think it was like a game show or something. I saw I knew that they won more than once, but yeah, three or six. Eh. That's over 13,000 losses compared to those wins, though, Morenci. So <laughs> I, I like Harlem's uh, ratio. Good winning percentage. <laughs> the money line. <laughs> the money money line. You know, the Harlem Globetrotters actually used to play uh, college teams, and they would be competitive games, like for real games and stuff. Because they got that old, they got the old band like smarts. That's the thing. Like they do the the, the smart moves. I remember. I remember about twenty five years ago or so, Michigan State played the Harlem Globetrotters. I remember watching it, and Michigan State won, but like barely. It was like a real battle. Wow. It was a battle. And the Globetrotters weren't screwing around as much. They were kind of like, yeah, and it what, wasn't, let's, let's yeah, but it wasn't the classic Globetrotters yeah. team. Like that classic Globetrotters team, you got to be a good basketball player to do what they For do. For sure. You know, now the you know the Globetrotters, you know, it's sort of like Krusty uh, the Clown being franchised. I think there might be a couple of them. Yeah, that's a good point. There <laughs> might be like thirteen Harlem Globetrotter teams. Yeah, like, like there's a Harlem Globetrotters region, in yeah. Beijing and, tonight, and there's probably one in Murfreesboro, Tennessee right. tonight. Yeah, you know Harlem, you guys are going to Minsk. You got, you yeah, got the Russian yeah. tour. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a feeling you're absolutely correct. I think there's multiple, multiple Globetrotters. I've seen the Globetrotters many times. I've seen them twice. Always a good time. I saw though once poor uh, Meadow uh, Metal Lark Lemon. Mm. Um, he was trying to hit a shot from behind his back, like a sky hook yeah. from like half court. And man, he missed like seven, eight in a row. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was getting a little older and you could tell I was courtside too. And I could see he was getting pissed and someone said to him, no, no, never mind, never mind, man, just move on. Like someone like on one of his teammates yeah. said to him, forget it. Like, just move, let's move on yeah. here. And he wouldn't have any He just other. looked at the younger dude like, don't you ever tell me what to do. <laughs> and finally he hit it. And then, like, the confetti came and everything. <laughs> He's a man of pride. Yeah, yeah. Curly Neal, he was my favorite yeah, one. Curly. Remember, Curly Neal used to dribble, yep. go, go around on his knees exactly. there. Exactly. No, Curly had some skills. Hey, kudos to you, man. Uh, I'll tell you something. Uh, maybe you should be uh, 
Tommy Total from now on because he's hockey unders, Marenzi. Good uh, good job by you last night hitting that Boston game. Looked like a nut over, and it just stayed four to one. And uh, we got S.J. Sharkey. Great call on the under four nothing win. Well, I got to tell you, it did get uh, looked a little bit worrisome when yeah. it was two nothing out of the gate for sure. And they scored a late goal in the first period too, with like six seconds left to really really put Vegas down. I made that live bet, Gabe, at the plus three hundred. I know you're on uh, Vegas, but I, I think there was too much value with San Jose. Now that the series is tied, I think we got some wiggle room here. I think I think they can actually get it done. I really do. Now, what about uh, tonight? Pittsburgh Penguins in a must-win situation uh, this evening, and then yeah. you got Nashville pretty much in a must-win uh, situation against the Winnipeg Jets tonight. I kind of like Pittsburgh, and I like you, what you said about Sidney Crosby. This guy's not whining in his bed. He's actually pissed. Alex Ovech controlled him after that goal. You know how long uh, that rivalry goes back. Sidney Crosby's not going to be embarrassed by anybody. They're at home. He's going to go gangbusters tonight. I expect the same from Getzel. As for the Jets, they have such a home crowd advantage, Marenzi, but I'll tell you, though, Nashville took that 3 nothing lead and they pissed it away. Uh, I, I think Nashville are a very good team. They are. And they're going to be laying it on the line I tonight. The Jets are probably going to think, oh, we're, we've got this. Yeah, We're better yeah. than these guys. So now. are you thinking about taking Nashville on the road and Pittsburgh at home? Yeah, Pittsburgh's up to minus 175 yeah, now. Yeah, that's high. The Winnipeg Jets are minus 145. Line tells you something. They believe that Nashville could be a factor tonight. They should have made that line a buck sixty. It's hard to really have any logical sort of analysis behind these hockey games. Hockey's such a random sport, and it seems to me that, like, the zigzag theory is almost the best way to go. Yep, it is. Uh, International Hockey League playoffs. And tonight we've got a zigzag theory in, in with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know, Cam. This is more of just a gut instinct feel, but I feel as if though the Winnipeg Jets are a trap tonight. Yep. I think everybody's going to jump on the Jets. Ah, oh, they came back 3-0, they won 7-4, they're up 2-1, they're way better than these guys. I think it's a little bit of a reality check that, uh, like Lee Corso says, not so, so fast, fast, my friend. Not yeah. so fast, my friend. Exactly. Nashville has the pedigree, man. Like, look at the players that they have in their team. Nashville at plus 125. Very enticing. And the Jets. They know what's on the line tonight, and they were good enough to get up 3 nothing on the Jets. It's not like the Jets are better than they are. They're just, it's a real battle. You know what it is? And then the thing that I liked is when the Jets scored four straight goals, they had the tying goal before the Jets went on those multiple power plays. But, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I actually, I don't think it's that easy for Winnipeg tonight. I think I might take a shot with Nashville. They're just one of those teams. they got a lot of pride uh basketball i don't know yeah. what the status of jalen brown is going to be this evening uh, they're saying he's doubtful again really getting are they getting four still could could uh, it's up to four and a half Ooh. now because of the word that uh, he's probably not going to play they it could be a, a smoke screen it could be a, a distraction so to speak um that you know what they're going to say no no he can't play he can't play and then he's going to play but i don't really think that matters i don't know why teams waste their time with that crap uh, Boston won anyways without Jalen Brown in game one. Philadelphia are going to be a desperate team uh, tonight going in there, camp. But I don't see how you can lay four and a half points. It's very, it's amazing, isn't it? Both these NBA games tonight, the point spreads are, they're sort of traps again. Yes. Like Philadelphia lost as a road favorite in game one. I know they did. And now they're larger favorites in game two. I'm going to, I'm going to. And Boston yeah. were way better than they were. And you have LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers who are getting seven points. LeBron's never going to get seven points. Even against the Golden State Warriors, he only gets five. For some reason, he's getting seven in game one. They went outright. Tonight, it's six and a half again. I got to tell you something, Tommy uh, Tommy Total. 
tonight you're going to be Tim Teaser because you know what? I know you like the the money line parlay with the Raptors and but maybe the Celtics, but I like the teaser for one reason. You bought, you knock Toronto down to minus one and a half. I still the think Celtics nine that's and a half. what I'm talking about. It's because the Celtics, even if Philadelphia wins, are they going to win by ten <laughs> points to Boston? Are they? Cam's NBA <laughs> teaser of the night. Yeah, that's uh, Tim Teaser, man. I'm ready to rock. Plus nine and a half, minus one and a half. I, I haven't you don't played. Know, you, you don't know. Do you, who do you like? Do you, I haven't played one single NBA teaser in the playoffs yet, yet I like where you're going with this. I do, too. Because I believe the saying is, uh, your ideas intrigue me. Thank you. I'm interested yes. in subscribing to your newsletter. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. No, just uh, because you don't know what to do with the money line in the other game. Even if you think Boston, do you take the points or whatever? So I'm thinking if we get a home team that's as good as the Celtics with that mystique on that floor to nine and a half, even if Philly wins, I think that number's safe. And Toronto, if you believe they're going to blow them out, minus one and a half seems good to me. I like where you're going with it. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going. I have no idea about... uh, yeah, the hockey board, you talk about it. I'm going to make the, those decisions later, and uh, we'll see what happens, brother. But I'm telling you, tonight's teaser night. Toronto Raptors are it. minus four and a half in the first half. Sort of intrigued uh, by a Raptor first half play, but you, why don't you just, more at three. I don't want to tell you this because it's not my money. I thought you were going to roll the dice. Go first quarter, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth, game spread, money line. I'm talking about putting every single nugget, <laughs> nugget you have in the basket, buddy. I'm going to be uh, – there's going to be a lot of nuggets in the basket. It's going to be a heavy gro- – like the way I go grocery shopping, I'm not a two-item man, Morency. I'm more of a 15 to 20. No more express line. Load up on yeah. meats. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, though. The uh, the account isn't uh, as yeah. full as uh, I'd like it to be. My There's not as many numbers in my sportsbook account as there is in Drake's bank account. <laughs> Agreed. I've got a couple of accounts, though. Nick Lewis, CFL legend, going to step up and in. Taylor Stevens, the Sunny Vega, Tony Sincata. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart, and a lot of other places like uh, Xbox, Roku. Siri, uh, Siri, Siri, yep. Um, ask Alexa, Alexa, yeah. play uh, Red Heat and Rage. So uh, all kinds of uh, all kinds of outlets, options, a lot of options. All right. So Taylor Stevens uh, expected to join us in studio. Yeah, might be bouncing right through the door any minute. Uh, as is uh, the Sunny Vega. Although um, Taylor and Sunny, they're not the most uh, punctual people yeah. all the time. Like 
They're, they're the type of people. Well, first off, she's a hot chick, so you got to tell her basically like a yeah. half hour. Yeah. yeah, is an hour. They're kind of like on drug dealer time. They. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just hate to say it, but when you say eight o'clock, uh, it's closer than. Or or bookie time. Yeah, like bookie if the bookie time, owes yeah. you, he's late. But yeah. if you owe him, yeah, then he wants it yeah. in advance. You better get here. All right. So let's <laughs> let's bring in a man uh, right now, who is uh, the all-time uh, reception leader in Canadian uh, Football League uh, history. Nick Lewis steps up and then what's, what's going up? on, Nick? How you doing, Nick? You all right? I'm good out here in this windy place. Walking back to the house right now. Where where are you at? Where's where is it so windy? You in Texas? In Regina. No, I'm in Regina right now. Oh, Regina's so, really windy. I know it. So I just took my daughter to the park and now we're going back to the house. So, you know it's crazy. I was just reading about the Montreal Alouette quarterback uh, situation. And, uh, you know, they, they had your name. They're like uh, Chip Cox, uh, Nick Lewis. I don't know. Nothing's yeah. really official. Although Nick Lewis uh, might sign with the Calgary Stampeders and then uh, retire. So I don't want to put you in the in the hot seat or anything now. But what is your status uh, right now? And then I want to get your take on Drake and the Raptor game <laughs> uh, tonight. But what uh, what's your status coming into the year? Man, uh, I don't – I doubt I play. Um Always open to the idea, but I doubt I play. Uh, trying to finalize a couple other things, and then uh, we'll see. Dude, I hate uh, to say, co- too. No, coaching would be that. Think about how many years, the receptions, 1,000-yard year. Nick would be a good coach. He's seen every trick in the book. I'm not going to put words oh, in yeah. his mouth. You either, know, I've but... always wanted to be a coach. I've always wanted to be a coach uh, since I was little. Uh, my goal was never to play professional sports. It was always to be a coach. So just to get the, the knowledge and the education and everything, uh, and I've been training kids in Texas for the last 10 years, so that's definitely a plus. Yeah, you've worked with a lot of a lot of college football players as well, right, that uh, they have gone on into the National Football League. Did you work out with anybody this year? Um, no, I, I haven't got to really go down and train my kids a lot this year, uh, but in years past, my running back was the National Freshman of the Year last year in the U.S., and uh, I have a DB receiver who's doing really great, and uh, another receiver. So all have 10-plus offers uh, from major D1 colleges and looking good. Had a DB graduate from Purdue last year, and so it's it's good. Looking at, uh, looking at the Canadian Football League, the, the start of the season is around the corner uh, right now. Um, there's some big-time coaches, it seems, in the league now. A lot of sort of, yep. you know, NFL, college guys. Mike Sherman's in Montreal. Yep. You got uh, June Jones. Tressman, very, very yep. successful. You were in the league for 14 years. What do you think, uh, you know, what are you leaving? Where's the league at right now? Do you like where it's coming coming into this year? You know, it's so much, so much, so much. It's, so much, it's, it's, it's an exciting league. It's, it's really doing really well. Um, back when I first came in, the Canadian talent uh, wasn't as good. Um, overall, when you look at uh, the 21, but now it's so much better than when it was when I got here. So the game is exciting. Um, we're going to see what June Jones does uh, with a whole season. We'll see what Mike Sherman can do with coming in, learning a new game, and trying to execute. So it should be fun to watch. The Argos are becoming Montreal, man. Everyone's moved down to 401 now, uh, Nick. You notice this? Oh, yeah. You know, that's just the way the league is. Uh, there's certain teams that they take a lot of players, and 
you know, it lets you know that sometimes it's not the players that are bust or that don't play well. Sometimes it's the system. Sometimes it's the coaching. And a lot of things go into it. I mean, Ernest Jackson had 12.50 two years in a row, and then he got to Montreal. It's not Ernest Jackson. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, earlier, like, Maybe if the Alouettes, you know, were a little better, Nick Nick would be coming back. You know what I'm saying? But, but uh, that's besides the point. All right. So, uh, Raptors, Raptors uh, tonight, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. You and I were talking on Twitter about uh, Kevin Love's elbow, elbow to Demar Derozan. It wasn't the reason they lost, uh, but it should it should have been reviewed. And then after the game, Drake gets into it with Kendrick uh, Perkins. And uh, word is the NBA wants to have a talk with Drake, or they they're going to meet with him today and tell him to chill out and stop. Uh, you know that he's sort of starting to cross the line a little bit. If you were playing, would you want to punch Drake in the face? I'm going to tell you this: like we all know, Drake wants to be an athlete. Um, Drake does a great job making music, but at the same time, I'm almost out of the wind, by the way. But at the same time, <laughs> Drake has to understand his place. You know, you're an ambassador for Toronto. That's good. Be an ambassador. Show people how great the city is and leave it at that. Yeah, you're you right. know, more, quit, t- quit no, talking no, to the players. Yes. Quit, uh, you know, before and after the game, you can be good with the players. You can celebrate with the players and do what you want to do. But that's the thing, Nick. It's to the point now where he's in Casey's way sometimes. Like Casey's yeah, yeah. trying to coach. <laughs> Casey's getting up. Uh, there's a picture I just I tweeted out today. Uh, there's a shot. Jack Armstrong can't see the damn court. Jack Armstrong's like <laughs> trying to lean across because Drake's running around. Yeah, Drake, around. And my, my deal is, listen, you can be all enthusiastic if you're Drake, like you said, be the ambassador yeah. and all that type of stuff. I and love Toronto. Even be a fan. But it's like he's starting to smack talk. And like you said, it's like, he, you know, you're not on the team, bro. You're not the one that has to guard John Wall after you run your mouth. You're not the one, exactly. like, you know, that has to deal with LeBron yes. when you're chirping him. And getting him angry. And what gets me, Nick, the thing that pisses me off about it is Drake has more money than these guys, a lot of them. So he thinks that, you know what, whatever, I'm the alpha male in this. What are you going to do? And what can Pen- Kendrick Perkins do? First off, if he drops him, <laughs> boom, NBA freaks out. You essentially punched a fan. Lawsuit. And then secondly, Drake's standing there with his, his bodyguards, Nick. What are you going to do, right? Like, is Drake, I'd like and to Drake. see Drake. If, Drake, you want to confront him, be a man. Go up and confront him in a damn tunnel without your bouncers yeah. and the security and the bodyguards around, and you're going to get punched in the face by Kendrick Perkins. Uh, you know, well, as Drake's a Raptor been, fan, Drake's he needs to chill out. Drake's been drinking those uh, margaritas. Drake's been drinking those margaritas. And <laughs> he sits in the front row, and he has him some margaritas. And by the third, fourth quarter, Drake's spilling himself. And he's getting that liquid courage, and... You know, hey, he's a great artist. A lot of athletes gravitate to him. And if you if you notice the way the basketball dynamic is, the hip-hop community and the NBA go hand-in-hand. Hand. If you look at yep. the NBA All-Star game, yep. uh, the music they play going into games, everything that's – it's a, they really have bonded. So I you see a lot night. of those You, guys, you can right? attest to this. You can attest to this, Nick Moore. And I said this last night that – you know, Drake, like you said, it's pretty clear. Drake wants, you know, which is he's in the NBA. 
Yeah. And how many guys in the NBA, if they weren't in the NBA, would, you know, would like to be Drake? Yeah. To be right? And be banging Rihanna and, and running around getting drunk uh, all day doing whatever the hell you want to do. Sounds so great. So sort of they do admire each other in a way, don't they, Nick? <laughs> well, everybody wants to do something they don't do. Like a lot of a lot of actors and actresses want to be um, athletes or singers and things. And a lot of athletes, they want to be actresses and actors and they want to be singers and and do different things so i think everybody just i think we're all born to want to do something and i mean we all can't do everything so um you know i've always enjoyed acting and doing things like that so as far as it goes i think everybody wants to do it drake just wants to do everything right he so wants to play said, basketball no, football baseball Soccer. Nick would, Nick would be a good actor. He could be. The, he could do a lot of roles. So, yeah, what, what do you say? He could be a street cop, beat up a couple people, lots of stuff. You didn't want to beat uh, G. Roy Simon and uh, and Ben Cahoon's record. You want to be Denzel uh, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I definitely feel a lot better. My bank account looks a lot better too. Yeah, damn, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no kidding. All right, so I like what you tweeted yesterday, and you and I were talking about this. When the NBA comes out, and they're like, all right, yeah, it should have been a flagrant uh, flagrant one. Should have been Raptors ball and free throws, and it could have been a different outcome of the game. But the Raptors brought it upon themselves. And like you said, don't hold your breath if you're waiting to get calls with LeBron James on the court, yeah. uh, right? And they really did bring it upon themselves. It's gut check time tonight, man. And, Nick, you were an athlete, and, you know, you were on a lot of really good teams um, so you guys weren't called out or challenged as much as Damar and Kyle are right now. But to me, like, their manhood's been challenged. When you got jackasses like Colin Cowherd and Tony Kornheiser mocking you, you got 62-year-old men calling you chokers, and you can't do this, you can't do that. Tonight is it, man. They dig down, they either respond, or I guess everybody's right about them. This really is yep. one of these games. There's no excuses. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Raptors' reputation is on the line tonight, Nick, in my opinion. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of different. And I'll tell you this. When I, when I took the field with Joffrey and Cope and Rambo and, and Rombi and all those guys, in the fourth quarter, we knew only one person could get the ball if the game's on the line. I wanted the ball in my hands. And that's how I feel DeMar should be. Um, he was in the paint. All he had to do was lob the ball up. Instead, he kicked to Ibaka, who's sitting at the three-point line. Like, you have to take that shot. You're deferring the shot. We always talk about LeBron deferring the shot. DeMar has to take over and be what he is against every other team in order for them to win this series. I believe they'll win tonight, and I believe they'll probably blow them out tonight. I, I believe Cleveland I – think, I think Cleveland came in and said, we need to win one of these two, and then we have home court. What's going to be the tale is game three to me. If the Raptors can win game three – they put a lot of pressure on Cleveland for game four because the Raptors' mindset now is we have to win game three, and if we win game three, then game four should be a wrap, and then we'll finish it off at home in game five. But if they, if they, you know, I don't think Cleveland is going to be super pumped up about this game tonight. They've done what they're supposed to do. You're right. Yeah. They, they already they got said it. it, too. Like, DeRozan and Lowry, like, we like Fred Van Fleet. He's been amazing, and, and, and like a Baca. I don't want to see the ball in their hands with important You're possession. right, but they gave DeMar the ball. Like Nick yeah. said, it was up to him. He cut in the paint. He did yep. everything right. You got to shoot got the trapped. shot. Yep. You live with it. You make it. You miss it. You get to the damn free throw line. 
Instead, it's that split sec- second of hesitation. He, and next thing you know, and I hate to say it, but um, uh, Chloe's, uh, you know, Mr. Chloe, yeah, Mr. Chloe Kardashian there. Tristan. Yeah, yeah, Tristan. Tristan got in his face. He hesitated for a yeah. second. Next thing you said, he kicks it out to Van Fleet. Van Fleet's been out for the last five weeks. You know, the guy didn't hit a damn three-point shot all night. You're right. He's got to be more Yeah, decisive. but even the play before that, when he dished out to Ibaka, you know, they had a lead. Yep. He dishes out to Ibaka. He should have took the shot. You know, yep. you, you have many chances in that game. Uh, v, Big V, Jonas is missing layups in the fourth quarter. I know. I mean, how many opportunities do they have with the game tied uh, with under five what seconds about, to put it back? What about Casey? You like Casey? What do you think of the coach? Yes. I think he's very good. I mean, there's no way that that, that team is going to win that many games. Uh, you know, they got guys coming out of nowhere uh, that's been on the team probably about a year or two, and now they're turning into great bench players. And, like, the team is complete. The bench is going to keep you in the game and is going to give you a chance to, to stay in the game, but the stars have to finish. You know, Kyle Lowry can't be jacking up threes down by four with, you know, 20 seconds on the play clock. You got to run an offense. They get stagnant at the end. It's almost like, okay, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to, you know, I don't want the pressure. You got to enjoy the pressure. You, you, you know, uh, what do you, what do you say a couple of years ago? The boxer, uh, the the trainer. You live in the fire. You have to be yeah. a firefighter. Yeah. You can't get you know, worried when you're yeah. in there and the fire is all around you. This is where you thrive. This is what you do. You're a firefighter. Be in the fire. Embrace the fire. And put the damn fire out. Jared Allen. That's all DeRozan has to do. Jared Allen. um, uh, Remember the defensive lineman, Jared Allen, Minnesota Vikings. Long time. uh, A great football player. Sack machine. And uh, he told me, too, I was talking about that. And he was talking about, you know, adversity and um, and just basically battling through, you know, ups and downs of, of a professional career. And he told me, Nick, he got a big tattoo on his back. And it says, embrace conflict. <laughs> Don't run from it, right? You got you to embrace it. That's what you're there for. And you're right. Even in the Olympics, if you remember one of the games, man, DeMar was, he hesitated late in a basketball game. There's that split second. I saw a great quote the other day. They were talking about, um, about quarterback play. And it was Bill O'Brien, who I actually don't think is a very good coach. But anyways, <laughs> Bill O'Brien told Dan Orlovsky, yeah. he said, quarterbacks make about 65 plays in a game. And he said, for 60 plays a game, you do the right thing. He goes, the other five times, he goes, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And he goes, that's the difference between being good and being out of the league. And I guess you saw that up close too, right, Nick? You see a quarterback, he does all the right things. It's almost like Andy Dalton, Pennywise pound crazy. You know what? The dude's going to take you, man, from the six-yard line all the way down to the other team's eight, and then he's going to fumble the snap or throw a pick in the the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had an offensive coordinator tell me before, uh, back in 2006, he, he said that he got nervous when we got in the red zone. He thought Hank would throw a pick. So he we would throw the ball all the way down the field, and then he wouldn't throw it anymore in the, in the red zone because he didn't want to turn the ball over. I mean, that's the difference between winning and losing. If the, and if they don't have, you know, if the OC doesn't have uh, the confidence in the quarterback, it definitely affects the way he calls the game. So Baker Mayfield is he a hit or miss? We've only got about two minutes here, Nick. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Hit I, or miss I like it? I like it because I like it because I think he's the closest thing to Tyrod out of those four quarterbacks. And with him yeah. being the closest thing to Tyrod, you can run one offense. 
if you get one of those other guys, if Tyrod gets hurt, you got to change your offense. And now it just it's it's hard to do that in the middle of the season. Great, great point. And finally, out of the wide receivers, uh, the scouts everyone weren't in love with this crop of wide receivers coming in here. So you had Ridley, uh, you had Moore, DJ Moore out of uh, Maryland. And, Steve uh, Smith loved Moore. Yeah, Steve Smith loved was him. all over uh, Moore. And uh, you had the Cortland Sutlin uh, kid out of Dallas with SMU as yep. uh, one of the great, as the all time leading CFL receptions uh, leader. Which wide receiver do you like coming into the National Football League? Um, I, I like Ridley right now because of the fact of where he's at. He's got Matty Ice, but he's got Julio Jones on the other side, right? He's got Sanu there, too. So there's so many options for him to be in the slot or move around or move Julio around and for him to get matchups and isolations to get the ball in his hands and do great things. And sometimes it's not about talent. It's about the system. It's about yeah. who's around Who you're you. around. Who you're around. Yeah. Right. How do you how do you not get better being around Julio? So uh, who's the best wide receiver in the NFL? Is it Julio Jones? No, Antonio Brown. Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Six-round right. draft? Yeah. All right, Nick. We got we to gotta do this again, man. Get you in a rotation here. It's always a pleasure, my man. Sounds good. Y'all have a great one. Nick Lewis. Man, that was some heavy wind early there. Sure was. Regina. Very windy. Been there. I thought Chicago was a windy city. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Special delivery yeah. has arrived. Woo! Wow. I've gone to heaven, Cam. It's like a true paradise for you. I've never There's had like buckets of chicken. A beautiful woman bring me KFC. Oh, my God. I've gone to heaven. The lovely Taylor Stevens uh, is in the house. Sonny Vega. And uh, they came bearing gifts. Uh, they've been you know to Rose Place Studios before, so they brought their own toilet paper. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Napkins, toilet paper. We got some uh, solo cups. I like their style. I'll tell you something, Marenzi. You've met a couple of my friends, and some of them are dirtbags. Like, they come over when I have my NFL fantasy draft, and they bring, like, four tall boys or whatever. And then they're like, hey, man, you got anything left? And they're dipping into my vodka. They, they <laughs> find they bring over a couple That's of That's what cans. I'm saying. Like, my, <laughs> Sonny and Taylor are the opposite of my deadbeat friends. Like, they bring, like, ten times the amount that they're supposed to bring, which is really nice. I wish I had more friends like that. You know, I brought over three tall boys for seven hours. Thanks, numbnuts. That's really going to help me out. Look at all, look look, at all look this stuff. Holy it's a bottle geez. of grape juice. I can't believe you're going to the game. I'm so jealous. Right now, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm jealous. There's a bottle. I'm, I'm sweating more than usual. Very There's jealous. There's a bottle of Grey Goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but look, she brought a big bag of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, see, see, Gabe. Now my Ziplocs that I bring in the bag are really going to come to use when I take home a couple travelers. I got some uh, chicken breasts and thighs on the go, some fries too, and maybe I'll dip them in gravy. Thank you, Taylor. Fantastic. A whole bucket too. Now, I don't know if Who's you know. Who's the Colonel? I don't know if you know how to periscope this and. Uh, 
All right, we've got uh, we've got limited mics uh, here, so yeah. let's get uh, Taylor Stevens uh, over here, and then we'll get uh, Sonny Sonny yeah. uh, Vagon, the lovely Taylor Stevens, rocking her, her OVO Toronto Raptor jersey. What's up, Taylor? Hi, I'm I'm okay with what Drake did. Yeah, you don't have a problem with Drake, but you're uh, we Drake, don't. So you're you're sort of biased and. You know, your boyfriend Drake's got to, like, chill chilly F out and stop, like, uh, poking the bear and provoking the other teams. But he's passionate. At least he's passionate. That's what I love the most. Now, Drake Drake is a passionate fan. We know. We know he's a passionate fan. Hell, I'm a passionate fan. But it's to the point now where he's actually standing, like, in front of Coach Casey. He's blocking the view of all the other uh, fans. And, uh... He's actually becoming quite the menace to society, to be honest with you, Taylor. That's what you think. But what did Casey say about him? He says, I love Drake, right? He says, I don't have anything wrong with what Drake's doing. So as long as um, he keeps the team energized and passionate, that's what I care about. The NBA has something to say about it, though. Casey, uh, Casey's just like to have a job at this point in time. <laughs> well, you told him. What's, what's he going to say? He was outcoached by the security guard. Right? Remember? Yeah, he's, he's got to step up and get things right tonight. Like, here's the thing. Raptors are six-and-a-half-point favorites. You guys are going to the game. None of this bullshit before. You get a you get a thirteen point lead. You turn it into a sixteen point lead. Don't let them get under ten. That's the thing. Stop letting Cleveland breathe. You had multiple opportunities to kill them, bury them, and you let them hang around. And you know what? You give LeBron any little bit of stuff, any little hope, he'll find a way to make it a nightmare. So bury them early. Take the first half. I honestly think that uh, you need to. Um, you're going to need to take a hit for the team. Like, we were talking about this earlier in the week. With oh, Mark, oh, Mark saying, Slump Buster. Yeah, you got to get Taylor into Cleveland's bench. Yeah. Into the bench. Yeah, like, essentially, we're, we're it's pretty obvious that Tristan Thompson. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. basically, we need you to distract Tristan Thompson and the Cavaliers a little bit uh, here this evening. As we know, I'm distracted. Like, so <laughs> where, where I'm going with this, are you willing to flash the Cleveland Cavaliers like uh, players, like not like you know, you gotta wait for like a key moment or something like that. Like if you would just run on the court yeah. like topless, think think of the internet hits. Well, I mean, yeah, I've done it before, right, with uh, Peter DeBoer. But um, we're so high up that I don't know that they'll see me, but maybe they will see me. Actually, these are pretty big, so we'll see. <laughs> they are pretty yeah, big. Peter DeBoer fact, didn't need your breast last night. He got it done, but he's gonna need them soon. In, in game fact, six, Mike, Mike Florio is in master control right now. It's like uh, Taylor's audio needs to be yeah. higher. And it's true. I can't get the mic any closer. Her breasts are too big. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny's. <laughs> I just saw Sonny in the no, no, like, Hey, I'm actually really no, trying. It's, it's impossible. No, no. Like, I'm yeah. really trying, Mike. Like you're trying you, to be a, g- a good gentleman. It's, yeah, yeah, you, it's yeah you, you have to understand. It's very tough. Like, I'm actually trying. <laughs> <laughs> We sort of have to rest, rest the mic on on, on top. Yeah, on top here. I'm still, I'm still baffled and bewildered of how kind. Like, I wish, like, you don't understand, like. Gabe, but it was so nice. They get brought you everything, man. You got a whole family size thing of Febreze. You got you got towels. I gotta be honest. I never would have went and just bought toilet paper That's... if I would have known. <laughs> Bringing shit. You made him spend two seventy-nine on the Royale. I saw Cam coming in, and he's like, "What's up?" I'm like, oh, "I gotta go to the store." I said, "I just realized yeah. I don't have toilet paper." And I said, "Man, I got people coming over." Yeah. <laughs> no, this is unbelievable. Yeah. That's how you get it done. Yep. Oh, oh, and an autograph, Tom. What? I'm watching. 
What the hell's going on? <laughs> He's going to see the Tom Brady pick in his nightmares. Oh, that's great. Wow, this is... is that a real Tom Brady autograph, too? No, that's my... Oh, that's your signature. <laughs> well played, Taylor. God, sorry, I'm focused on the chicken. I'm uh, yeah, but now she's talking. Yeah. Now yeah. she's talking shit. Look at that. Uh, uh, the only Bill that wins in Buffalo, uh, Belichick. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Smiley face. Yeah, I forgot about your Patriot love. Uh, really, yeah, it, really, Cam- it really, it really, it really damages Cam's a the fan, and uh, he doesn't like the Patriots. No, much the Patriots break my heart, man. I wanted another Super Bowl, Maretzi. They just took it from us. Actually, we took it from ourselves by not giving Marshawn Lynch the damn ball. Good work, Pete Carroll. He's, an yeah, he's the smartest guy in the room. Hey, oh, let's do something different. I got an idea. Yeah, Pete, We're on the one yard line. Let's run a slant. Pete Carroll should worry less <laughs> about uh, worry less about nine eleven and yeah. the nine eleven conspiracies yeah. and more about getting the damn ball into the end zone. One yard. Yeah, thanks, pal. I, I agree hundred percent. How's that KFC camp? It's looking pretty good. I already took a. I got to tell you, the, the bird looks like it's cooked pretty well. This doesn't look. This wasn't picked up at the Queen and Bathurst location, was it? Oh, that's from yep. Scarborough. Yeah. You know what that is? You can't sell bad fried chicken in Scarborough. You'll get shot. It's suburb chicken, and nothing beats it. You'll get shot. You go down to the city, <laughs> greasy. They don't know how to do it right. No, in the suburbs, they take the time. The biscuits are fresh. The bread is buttered. Everything's great. Well, you great calling batch. Scarborough the suburbs is being a little nice to Scarborough. It's well, it's kind of it's the Mississauga of the East, Gabe. Is it not? <laughs> Mississauga's it's, getting a hell of a lot rougher. I'll tell you one thing. When, I was, I, when, I'm, get, when, I'm, getting off, when I'm getting off that here on Ontario bus afterwards, it's not so friendly anymore. I got money on me. I got a lot of guys to put, put like, they're, they're staring holes through me. And I'll tell you another thing. You're you, going to get jacked up oh, by I'm a gonna, I am, pirate. One day I am going to get jacked up by a pirate. But I'm going to tell you, Marenzi, I've never, you could tell the area. There is now 16 cash-for-money places in, like, a two-block radius of where I live now, like Checks Cash, Checks Cash. That's the thing. They got Money Mart. They got a new one. They got a rival. And I'll tell you one thing. They bring out a lot of grifters and a lot of characters looking for that 200 for 20 stuff. They're like, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, you, you get you give a crackhead that $200 for 20 loan. I'm watching guys now, like, there's a lot of weird characters around the area, man. It's, I'm telling you, man, see, where you are in the studio is a hell of a lot safer than my place. <laughs> Taylor even knows. She's been she's been down my boulevard. I tell you, man, it's it's sketchy now. Very sketchy. Cam's getting fired up uh, here. We've got yeah. uh, vodka, pop shop, cream soda. Yeah, got Kentucky, Kentucky fried, fried chicken. chicken, Crown Royal, Gray Goose. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Ooh, the macaroni. You know what? Good work, Sonny. You brought some sides. Oh, yeah. The sides are good. Gotta love the potato. What a great macaroni. start. You notice the KFC got rid of the nuclear uh, coleslaw, though? The, the green stuff? Can't get it anymore. Really? Can't get it Why anymore. Why not? Eh, it was kind of like one of those things with the dye. It was like, you know, but the funny thing is, it's, what the hell? Why? Do I go to K- if I want it healthy, you think I'd go to KFC? No, I'm going there to get fried chicken, so give me the damn stuff that looks like it's from the moon. That I, want, I want the green shit. K- KFC, what, that weird? Yeah, 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 you know the green, green nuclear coleslaw. It's, like it's, too it's, much, it's my favorite. It's like too much relish in it or something. Nah, it's, it's a winner, Gabe. But it's, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I like the uh, the macaroni yeah, salad. from. I uh, would agree. I'd say their macaroni salad is probably in the hierarchy of salads. They're top. It's the gold middle. It's the gold medal salad for sure. <laughs> Oh, now I'm wishing you were coming to the game, Kevin. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's his thing. Like, it's going to be weird. Like, everyone's pre-gaming here, and Gabe's going to leave, and it's going to be me and Sincata <laughs> at, at your studio. 
Yeah, thank you. That was really sweet. I got, and I also got horse <laughs> racing on the on the TV too. That's, I could get into a lot of trouble this afternoon. That's punish, yeah. punishment enough. I'm hanging out with Taylor Stevens, and you're hanging with Tony Simcata. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, know what? The only thing that's better than Kentucky Fried Chicken is Sunny Vegas Virginia Tech gambling knapsack. Oh no! Oh my God! You got a Virginia Tech wallet? Oh, oh my God! It's like one of those like senior citizen. What the hell is that? Oh, that's your that's your gaming tickets. Nice. Oh, so that's the Virginia Tech woman's bad ticket wallet there with all the losing stubs. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I've actually got a basket here with some losing tickets. I don't know why I keep them, but they're pretty I significant keep, losers. You know what I do too? I do it for torture. Like when I like when I'm down there and I buy a ticket and my golfer comes second to win like three grand. I keep the ticket and then I just look at it fuming. Like that's the first ticket you should throw out, right? But it's like a lesson. You were close. Well, why do we keep it? We because we're si- sunny. We're sick because we keep them because we're sick people. We like to instill ourselves with more pain and more torture and more barcodes. You just look at look at this. Oh yeah. He made a mistake, right? Yeah. Gabe said there was a guy actually whose job it was in Vegas. What did he make? Fifty-five k with the loose tickets. Sixty-five thousand. Yeah, sixty-five a year by picking up people's trash. Barcodes. Hey, think about it. All those guys who leave without a parlay. You know, they think they screwed up or whatever. Yeah, good job, Taylor. They're crashing the now, now this crashing is why the studio. This is why she brings cleaning supplies with her. She's yeah. the one making the mess. Yeah. I gotta admit though. First, first incident of the night, Taylor Stevens. Yeah. Oh, ga- oh yeah. and a Gatorade yeah. too. Not a Powerade, no, the real funny. stuff. It's funny you mentioned that. I did a show with uh, Tim Anderson today uh, where we talked about that. Uh, I was talking about his Powerade. I'm like, dude, Powerade blows. Yeah, we had we we had, we had a lot of disagreements. Sabaro. <laughs> Best pizza. Sabaro pizza, <laughs> the best pizza. He actually said he said Subway sandwiches like teriyaki onion was the best sandwich ever. That's when I lost it. I said Subway's lettuce taste the, the ham tastes like the turkey tastes like the onion. Everything there's the same. Exactly. It all tastes the same. There's no different flavor. Exactly. It's all one. <laughs> Sorry, man. Unless they're a sponsor of the show, I, I got to tell the truth. They're not a sponsor yeah, of the no, show. They got they need work on their sandwich game. DailyRoto.com is yes. a sponsor of the show. You're damn right they are. DailyRoto.com. Slash DKMS, you can win two tickets to the World Series. Sonny Vegas got a bunch of papers here. Handy, handy. What do you got there, Sonny? Oh, you've got the tickets. Yes, we have. Well, three of us are going, right? That is correct. But you know what? I got four tickets here. You actually bought four? Of course. <laughs> One for this guy. Oh, you be it's a surprise for Cam. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, Tony Sincata. You know, this is this is the way I look at it. What's the point of winning money if you can't share it with good people, right? I had a good week. You got to put the bike in front of your mouth, sonny. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a woman. I'm not used to putting stuff in front of my mouth. <laughs> I put titties in front of my. Nah, sorry, my bad. So yeah, so we got a four ticket here. A four ticket. Am I allowed to go? Hmm. <laughs> Look, that, that, see, look at the pose Gabe is doing right there. That's a, I'm deep in thought pose right there. That's my pose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the knee. I got over the leg pose. No, I'm well, like, I don't have a lot of room here. And also, I'm just, uh, would have been helpful. He probably would have given us a heads up, probably. <laughs> but it was a surprise. All right, all right. 
Where are you at, Sincata? Where's Tony at? Florio, get uh, get uh, get uh, get get get, uh, get Sincata on the line here. I got to admit, though, Marenzi, if push comes to shove, you've been you don't take time off. You're like you go. Like you're definitely like if I well, have to hold yeah. down the I was planning on going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just what, like, did you think yeah, there was know, some yeah. sort of, like, yeah. I was changing my mind? No, I got like, to talk to the boss. Like, I can't just go leave and whatever, say, hey, you don't see it, even though that's... Uh, oh, we I got a surprise good, ticket a, for you. Yeah, here. I got a good feeling uh, we're going to be going to the game. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is great. It's getting better and better, Ken. It sure is. I thought I was just going to be sitting here watching horse racing and doing uh, DFS <laughs> with Tony there. Yeah, uh, yeah. be careful with the freezer. Uh, when you put booze in there, it likes to explode. So, 10-minute uh, limit, 10-minute limit. I sent uh, Tony an email earlier in the day. He didn't get back to me. He's like everybody else. Nobody gets <laughs> nobody gets back to you anymore. No, no, no. No one's getting back. <laughs> and for the record, if I'm not getting back to anybody right now, my phone uh, is uh, has a little bit of an issue right now. Like it's yeah. it's not on. It's not on. It's it, that's it, the issue. I like that. It's it's not on. It's not on. <laughs> I got problems with mine too. I, I, I'm gonna have to go to another carrier. I already owe three money. They're chasing me down. They got yeah. It's to the point when it's, like when, yeah. the, when the phone is off, yeah. we, we got issues. Yeah, it is. All right, T- Tony Sincata steps up, and we set out the bat signal for Tony Sincata. Tony, are you, Tony, li- are you listening, Tony? Do you hear our situation here? No, I, I wasn't listening. I had to do some of the kids a little earlier. All right, so. so so uh, basically, here's the my gist kids. Of it. I want to clear that. I want to clear that up. Yeah, <laughs> your, your kids. Yes, your kids. yes, that, yes. That doesn't make it okay, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was so good. <laughs> that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy's on. This guy's and on was, fire. And it wasn't even his kid. No. 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 It's so, you know, Tony, honestly, it's probably not a popular take, but it's probably overrated the Woody Allen hate, right? It wasn't even his daughter. That's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, it's like doing it with your stepmoms, okay, as opposed to your mom, right? Hey, I'm going to do something you can't do tonight, Gabe. I'm going to actually do something you're not going to do. What, win money? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, am, uh, I think Philly beats the Celtics tonight, right? But, I, but I'm a Celtics fan, and, I, and I'm not sure about it. I am just going to watch the game as a fan and not bet on that game. That is my plan three hours before it happens. So are you saying that's something I couldn't do? Uh, yeah, like, you're not going to go to that Toronto game and not bet on the Raptors. Of course not. No, I'm we're calling up. bullshit too. You'll get and a lot fact, of games. <laughs> well, I'm saying there's a 50-50 chance. That's my intention right now. Yeah. I don't know, Florida. There's a little bit of a weird crackle when Tony talks. I don't know if it's over the air, if it's Stop just with crackle, us. Pop. All right. So yeah, we're oh, we're going to the break in a minute, anyways. All right. So Tony, uh, this is the deal. You knew I was going to the basketball game. We got Taylor Stevens uh, here. Sunny Vegas in the house. I was going to leave at like 5:20. But Sunny Vegas surprised Cam Stewart with a ticket to the game, Tony. Oh, boy. Yeah, and it's LeBron James. You got to go, Game two, man. yeah, like so. I don't want to hang you out to drive, Are you going to be able to handle this, Tony? I think I might be able to give this a shot. I might be able to give this a shot. But how about this? We're going to check in while we get to the arena with you. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 6 I, o'clock. I wanna, 6 o'clock go. tip-off, so we can check in and give you a Let's feel for it. the seats. Let's yeah, yeah, all right. Game time decision continues. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Eat and Rage. We're having a good time. That first hour flew by, but early freaking tip-off, Cam. It's nuts. Six o'clock. We got to leave in like half an hour. Oh, I know. Big time. Usually these games are at 8 o'clock. There's going to be traffic. You know what I do? I could have took Sonny and uh, and Taylor down to the OTB. We could have bet on some ponies, made about 500 bucks, and have some money in our pocket for the hoops game. The best <laughs> the yeah. best, the best like thing is, double uh, up. Tony, double up, so yeah. what, what a class act, Taylor Stevens and Sonny Vagar. Yeah, they, they show up. I told them, listen, we still have the bottles of booze from the last Raptor game we went to a couple of weeks ago. They show up with a bucket of chicken, KFC. Yep, delicious. Sides. Besides, Taylor Stevens brings paper towels, um, Gatorade. Airwick uh, fr- spray, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, like springs a gift bag. And uh, and then surprises, Sunny Vegas surprises Cam with a ticket to the basketball game. Yeah. And you should see Cam right at the break, uh, Tony. Man, he went right to his phone. He's firing off. I don't know if I got to bet the money line, what I'm going to bet. I got to bet it all. And like, <laughs> we're talking about betting yeah. earlier. Oh, look at this, Sonny. He brought, brought some Pepto Bismol. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's oh, great. yeah we're going to need this after, yeah, after yeah. all this. Yeah. No, after, after, these, <laughs> after these vodka cream sodas, yeah, we're going to have to down those like shooters, buddy. Just picture your stomach right now, yeah. Cam. KFC, macaroni, I vodka. That, bis- <laughs> that, that Pepto Bismol, yeah, that Bismol stuff, I got a stake in the company. Buddy. I wish you were here, Tony. Yeah, we'd be, we'd go to the game. Yeah. We'd be a great time. You know what's great is that uh, Taylor listens to the show and bring Gatorade instead of that on-sale crappy Powerade. That's Tim Anderson's drink, Powerade. Yes. So, yeah, Sonny, Sonny and uh, Taylor are very, very um, loyal listeners to the show. Exactly. It's a good Five. thing Taylor's not on. Uh, she's not online right now at uh, 4 till 7. Otherwise, yeah. our listenership would be down. It would be down a lot, yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll give, <laughs> it would be taking a hit. We'll give people an opportunity uh, uh, later. We'll get Taylor on before we leave here once again to where you can find her. So, uh, Tony, so what do you think of this Raptor game from an outsider perspective? Because it's pretty crazy. We talked about it in game one. It was a seven-point point spread, and we overthought ourselves in which, oh, it's a trap. The odds makers are baiting us to take Cleveland. Why would they make the Raptors seven, give LeBron James seven points? And for most of the night, we we're like, wow, the odds makers were right. You know, it looked like the Raptors were going to win and probably cover the number. They end up losing the game. I thought that they would adjust going into game two here, and it would be like Raptors minus three tonight or something. Yeah. And no, it's Raptors minus six and a half. So, listen, we're 15 minutes from the the arena right now, so we might uh, have a clouded judgment on this. Uh, what, what's you? What's your perspective from Jacksonville? 
I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a tight game. I think it's gonna be just like last game. I don't know how you don't take the six points, right, in this game tonight. I think Toronto could win the game, but I think you got to take the six points in this one. Here's the thing, Coach Casey. I think makes his rotations prior to the game and has no idea that there's a game actually going on. To have a banged up <laughs> Freddie Van Fleet on the floor to take that God. shot late in the game was insane. Dude, to me. like you said, he's been out for five weeks. Yeah. And he didn't even make a shot all night, Tony. No, he tossed an air ball. Even game, that's why I'm saying everyone watching the game knew. He he wasn't right. The guy was a great player all year, and he could get away with it. But nothing changed. He's always out there at this point, so we'll leave him out there. The guy was terrible. Like, there's so many decisions during that game that you look back on and you say, you know what's going to happen here? If this game's tight, Tyron Lue's going to take a nap. LeBron's going to take over. LeBron didn't even play his best game. That's the other problem. I know, I know. It's right. a big problem, and you said it. His Van Fleet shot all all night. They, it's not like they were close too. He was definitely that's the problem. He was off, 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 and they got to know it. Their big guys got to hit some damn shots down the stretch. And I told you, if they come out to a lead, they have to do something about it. I, it needs to be over quickly, Tony. The minute Cleveland lingers, the Raptors will get nervous and bad things happen, just like last game. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I love how Cam's intensity for this game has gone way up, Tony. Before <laughs> before he was sort of into it, but he was talking about the hockey a lot yeah. and stuff. Now he's like all in. He's like, I think I'll just bet the money. Like I actually I, thought about buddy, I've, got, doing... I've got $399 in my yeah. bookmaker account. You... I almost thought, you all know what? In? F the frills and everything. All just in. put the three ninety nine on the money line yeah. and walk out of there with five sixty or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like you know what I mean? Stop the worrying about the spread. Win or lose, man. <laughs> Win or lose. I, and I'll tell you, Tony, I haven't been to a playoff basketball game for the Raptors since like the Allen Iverson Sixer days, man. This is great. I got I've gone to a couple hockey games. I'm telling you right now, horse camp, racing. That t shirt they give to all the fans is not fitting you. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. You no, gotta, it's true. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> Can't no, it's, anyway. it's not fitting Taylor yeah, either. You're right. It's one of those. It's like one of those. Tight you know what? X, it's a tight XL. Just after after the game, we'll come back here and we'll have you both try them on. And uh, <laughs> me and Sonny are going to bet which one of you splits the T-shirt first. <laughs> split, split the which one? Split the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's so good. <laughs> All right. So what what would it pay? What you know? Because honestly, how do no, how do you approach this? They're minus two fifty on the money line on my book. So just, I was thinking Raptors first half, but it's four and a half, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Raptors were only up by two or three at the first half or something like that, like they were the other night. Yeah, the two. The game's going over the number. So three ninety nine would give you one first quarter money line and double up, says Sonny Vega. I like his style. <laughs> and Sonny's not kidding. No, I know. I went not. to the other game with him. He put his whole account on the first half. And at the half, I said to him, what are you betting on? He goes, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> he goes, I'm done. He goes, I'm considering leaving. <laughs> like right now. I was like, no, no, he can't leave. No, now. when we rolled with Sonny in Vegas, that's the thing. He doesn't do like these $5 parlays. No, he throws it down to win grands. I like your style, Sonny. Go big or go home. It's nice to have you need some you need some bullets in the gun to yeah, fire. Yeah, man, it I'm too much like a pigeon in the park. That's what I am. I'm pecking away at yeah. breadcrumbs and stuff like be, that in the park. I should be like Sonny at the buffet, just gorging on. Sonny's this like a seagull that comes down. No, and no. like takes a hot dog he, out of a little girl's hand. Yeah, he's more he's bigger than a seagull. I call him more of a no what he is? More of a vulture. He's a sports <laughs> he's a sports betting vulture. Vultures are big, tough, and mean, and they know how to really get it done. You're right. We're pigeons, Gabe. We're like pecking along. Here's a breadcrumb. Yeah. Here's a here's a half a fry. Vultures find gold in dumpsters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, you see you see Tony last night, Sepetis his diamonds all over the field? 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Cardano's yeah. trying to tell me this morning that that wasn't real. It had to be cubic zirconia. And I tried to tell, like, my It's real. Get, yeah. Mike oh, there's get, no way Sepetis is walking or not. A guy's wearing real diamonds. It's yeah. straight up real yeah. jewelry. No, those are shiny. Mike doesn't understand that some athletes are as smart as a rock and um, that that stuff happens all the time. What? So he's thinking, oh, there's no way. I didn't hear it. So you guys are out too early for me, but tune yeah. in at 7 to 9 a.m. <laughs> um, um, you got to sleep sometime. Yeah, bro. barely. <laughs> barely. So so what? That, that was the argument that if yeah, they're not he real, it's he's probably like Because he wasn't worried about it. I said, are well, you kidding me, dude? This guy's got so much money. You seen the cars this guy drives? He rents like Ferraris <laughs> for a day. I know. He, he's got like diamond encrusted watches and stuff, man. And he's so rich, he doesn't care. He probably thinks it's funny. Exactly. Like, to him, he's not thinking, oh, I'm going to wear a fake diamond. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Buddy, Will, Will McFlurry is not in the big there. leagues. Think he's not it. in the big leagues academy wearing fake That's diamonds. That's what I'm talking about. And, and, when you, and when you come from the countries, you're the big man on campus now, right? You tell everybody, look at my bling. Look at my diamonds. Look at my gold. He doesn't wear fake stuff. So what's the he deal? The so so did the teammates start picking it up for yeah. him, and they were joking Will with Will McFlurry right? was it? trying to keep, yeah, keep it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he wants a couple dirt diamonds. Wilma says, I only make 550 a year. I'm keeping this crowd. Exactly. <laughs> that changed probably about 250. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just bet on uh, there's a horse race going off in two minutes at uh, Churchill Downs right now. I really like uh, the three horse, Naples Mist. Uh, also, our jockey from Magna Moon, Luis Sia, has a very, very high winning percentage. I threw it down 20 across the board, Tony. Just going to try to get this night started off right. If I can bang a couple hundred in a horse race, then it's Raptor money, friendo. We're ready Raptor to rock. Raptor money. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to Churchill Downs to make it happen. I'm, I'm going to Churchill Downs right now, friend. Going to Churchill Downs right now. I can't wait for horse racing this weekend, man. Sonny, that's where it's at. For people up there, I watch oh, Hold on, Sonny. Sonny, you just put a parlay. What did you just play yeah, here, Yeah, play your head. Talk, talk right into the mic. This is a straight play. Straight play. <laughs> Raptors first quarter money line. If it loses, I'm going home. You guys can... Soak up an extra seat or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. What I love about Sonny too, it's just no, no, he makes a play, and it's it's all it's all or nothing. He either you hear that, he either, he either wins yeah. or so we, or we apologize for the language, children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sonny loaded up on the first quarter, and if it doesn't win, he's leaving. That's it. <laughs> They said something else too. He said it was a, yeah. it was a verb. It was a verb. It was an action word. Yeah. <laughs> he's leaving furiously. My my horse is leaving, Gabe, but I'm not sure if he's a front runner. Three Naples missed. Is he going to get it done? Or the what? buddy like Cam is minus two seventy five, dude. Two seventy five. Yeah. Uh, mine was two fifty two minutes ago. Wow. They, they understand. They're listening. Three hundred and fifty six dollars pays me back. Four. Who do you have here? Come on, Naples missed. Now he's gonna get cut off. I can. The four. Yeah, four no, I got the three. Up. I got the three. He's done. Here comes the four. He's he's, he's got to get off that rail. Come on, friend. You got you got to find a way, Sias. Get him there. Get him there. Yes, you go. You no, gotta he, want it. And down you gotta want it. Go, 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 man. He's leading. Go, 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 go. Bring that whip. The Bring three and the whip. four. Bring battling. that whip. Bring that whip. No, he's done. He's done. Nah, come on, come second. Come second. Come second. Come second. Please come money. second. Come on, come on. Go, oh, no, catch him, catch him, catch him. Get second, 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 second. Oh, God, this this track is long. 
No, he's done. <laughs> <The tag is long. laughs> he's not even going to finish in the top. Nah, he's third. He's getting third. Damn you, man. I told you. Get, you don't want to be – here's horse racing tip number one. You don't want to be on the rail when you're coming down the stretch, gate. The horse will get spooked. He sees, he sees the angle. You want to be too off. Two off that rail, making that angle move, and bam, man, that, that's money time. That four horse was really nice. Beautiful horse. Florent Giroux, good jockey. This is such a fun show. It's too bad we got to leave soon. I know, 13 oh, no, if it was a seven o'clock, If it was an 8 o'clock but, start, we could have done the whole show with Tony. I know. Of course, it's a six, uh, 6 o'clock start. But, so, yeah, 6.05 tip. But, 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 we're going to check in, Tony. We're going uh, to check in from the arena when we get there and stuff, so you won't be alone for too can long. You, uh, we're, can you get When we Drake? get there. Can you can you talk to Drake and tell him to calm down tonight? Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get Drake on. No, the best was Tony. Before I got my ticket, I got. Oh, Cam's gonna like this one. Oh yeah, you got an ashtray. I told him to buy an ashtray for ten years. I, hey Tony, I got two MLB teams, two hockey teams, everything. Right? So I knew we were gonna be in for the long haul today. But you know what you're doing. You're the DFS. Yeah, kid. you got you. Well, give, give give us your teams. You did the work. Oh yeah, yeah, I did yeah, the team. Yeah. I got That's a good for idea. hockey. This hockey team looks amazing. Hey, I'm sorry, just one thing. How about Paxton last night? The difference between reality and fantasy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Freaking son of a bitch. The guy gets 16 strikeouts. You and I both had him at yeah. DFS. I had a big parlay on it. I had the Angels yeah. and Mariners. Guy has 16 strikeouts, and I lose my bet. I was sitting there. I'm going, man, are they going to let him go? I, why didn't they let him go for the strikeout record? It was the first thing I was thinking. And then they lost the game after, <laughs> and I had him on a parlay too. I was like, are you kidding me? Remember, though, we talked yeah. about it when the year started. Remember that bet? There was a prop. Will anybody strike out 15 or a half uh, more uh, batters? So that bet already wins. And you know what's crazy? You win that bet. Now you got to wait until October. Exactly. Really? <laughs> Patience. Yeah. yeah. The wow. season must be played, Tony. Exactly. That's a But it's such yeah. garbage, isn't it? It's like, yeah. come on, man. The bet was whether somebody will strike out more than 15 and a half batters this year. He did it. What, yeah, what, exactly. what do I got to wait for? Please credit my account. So, like, basically, because if <laughs> the it. if the season doesn't go, if the season doesn't go 100, it's 162 game season. Yeah, but yeah. they'll find another regu- no regulations yeah. like 155 Correct. games must be played. Exactly. Right? You get screwed. So if Kim Jong Un changes his mind and lobs a missile, you're not getting paid. Exactly. Yeah, they should pay. I mean, and they've made peace now with King Jong Un, and he's you know he's got things going, and Donald's getting done. People got to put Donald up. Hey, for the Tony, peace, peace prize now. Tony, man, what the hell's up with Rudy Giuliani, bro? This guy's like old crazy, man. <laughs> I can tell you one he's, thing. He's worse than Drake and the Raptors. I, like, he needs to shut up. I can tell you one thing. He's yeah. like, no, no, we paid her off. It's not, it's not right. It's not. <laughs> Even Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, who has Donald Trump's jizz on his chin as we speak, even Sean Hannity, you could tell, was like, what are you doing? Like, whoa. Like, Hannity was like, change the subject, Rudy. Rudy likes to squeal. I never knew it was so easy for Rudy. Like, he, he's a guy that you don't want in a bad situation. He'll rat There are actually quick. people yeah. saying today that Rudy's actually throwing Trump under the bus because he didn't yeah. get a job in the administration. Yeah. That he's actually sabotaging him. Because you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, Dude, he just admitted everything. And not, not, now it's even worse. It's not just, oh, did he sleep with a porn star? It's campaign fi- finance stuff. Exactly. Like, now, like, this is getting real and real. He's getting impeached, bro. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it anymore. If you're betting, the only question is when does Trump get impeached? Doesn't mean he won't be the president anymore. Right, Bill Clinton right. got impeached. Yeah. People seem to get confused with impeachment that he's gone. Absolutely. But he's, 
He's getting impeached from a betting perspective. From a betting perspective. Lay it down. <laughs> Minus 125. Yeah. He's getting impeached. It's, it's a lock. And then the bookmaker is going to try not to uh, pay you when he's still the president after because they won't understand that. Oh, yeah, no. They're just like the Will Hill guys. They're going to screw you. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. There's no special prosecutor clause in the bet, Tony. <laughs> no, no. It's a Bill Bob Mueller. No, no. All right. What do you got, Cam? DFS. Got a lot of stuff. Baseball, we got a, a Red Sox stack. I'll give you my hockey lineup right now. Sidney Crosby, $7,800. Pittsburgh responds. You want a cheap center? Paul Stastny from Winnipeg, five grand. Break Blake Wheeler does everything. Kills people, scores goals, hurts people, blocks pucks. Austin Watson, $3,700. The Predators might be involved tonight. Jake Gensel, how do you not take this guy? He's Crosby's man, 6300 bucks. Dustin Bufflin can beat the crap out of anybody, man. He's a machine. He'll take you down with one hand, 5600 Matias at home is very sneaky for Nashville. We're going with our boy Murray and Nett for Pittsburgh, 7700 bucks, And Tony's boy, Nick Bonino, utility, 3400 Go hockey team and go Raptors. Go hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> go DFS hockey team. I like Yay. that. That's like Homer Simpson sitting on the couch. He's got the flag. Go sports. Go sports. <laughs> He's like, <"Wait." laughs> go sports. <laughs> How about, oh, was amazing. how about San Jose last night, man? Oh, I was all over uh, Jay Sharkey. I should hey. have put more money on them. I'm hey, how about my uh, my DraftKings hockey team last night? Tony Martin, Martin man. Jones, my yep. goalie. Shut up, Shut baby. Out, baby. Did you win? Ah, a couple of bucks. A couple. Yeah, that's yeah, the double up. Hey, hey Tony. I'm playing in small. Um, how about Nuka? I have a lot of checks in the mail, and I'm waiting for a lot of things. So I'm playing in smaller tournaments recently, Tony. Hey, Tony, my boy, <laughs> my boy, Nuka. I'm playing. Like, I enjoy that $500 yeah. free roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. man, <laughs> Do you enter that, Tony? The daily $500? It's like, why not, right? It's free. Uh, so uh, No, I always I use, I I use it forget. to set my lineup as like a yeah. sample. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I open it up. I'm like, yeah, and then after I take it from there. The thing is, a $500 free roll, you win 50 bucks if you win. Yeah, it's like the time I competed with 1,700 people. Yeah. I finished in ninth place. I won 75 cents. Oh, 75 cents? <laughs> oh, man. Audible's going to win the Kentucky Derby. I like Magnum Moon, baby. Double M. We'll talk more ponies tomorrow for sure. All right, um... We'll be back on the other side. We've got to leave pretty soon. we got a couple of more minutes. We'll hang out. We'll give our plays of the day on the other side. And then the Tony Sincata takes over. But we're going to check in uh, from the Air Canada Center as soon as we get uh, settled in to our seats. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, how are we getting there? We're going Uber, taxi, walk. Uber it up. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, you guys were going on my back on the rickshaw. Imagine I could lose a lot of weight being a rickshaw driver in this town, man. That's hard work. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I'm about as fast as a Pinto with uh, one wheel. Yeah, that's true. I still can't believe this game tips off at in six o'clock. Thirty-seven minutes. It's insane. People are still like, "This what are you is doing? no joke." Actually, no, we got to leave pretty soon. I know we do. We got. We got. We got to roll. I, I, I feel bad. No, like, thank you so much, Tony, for the ticket. I just don't. Want, I, I hope everything cool, is cool, Tony. I didn't know this was but happening. Tony's a man. Total surprise, buddy. Hey, Jesus put me on Earth for this moment. <laughs> 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 Jesus, put no, it's a team effort. They like said yeah, Tony. Thanks, Tony, look, last week Tony went to Jeff Dunham. You were doing, yeah. uh, you were pimping yeah, pizza. You, you, I was pimping <laughs> pizza, and you took one yeah, for the team. I, I sat here exactly. I, I, gotta, I took one for the team. I, I was alone for over an hour. I got to be honest with you, Marenzi. Those people, guys. I opened up my mailbox and I got a check from the pizza man today. Oh, this is oh absolutely good, good. fantastic. <laughs> he told me more, more voiceovers. Oh yeah, no. I do, uh, I do, uh, I do uh, voiceovers for uh, Pizzaville. Yeah, it's, uh, they, it used to be this British guy, but when he doesn't do it, I do it. I fill in for him. Oh, I, I love, pizza. I love pizza, pizza, Tony. From Canada, you notice though, British guy. Exactly. That's what I told him. I go, "You're Italian. Why would you hire a British guy to be your sound guy?" Right. We're not selling uh, fish and chips here. It's pizza. It right? really and, is. I, and I eat pizza. You really should be like a food tester, though, like at a factory. Like you should work at like craft. You should be testing like the cheese slices, yeah, all and sorts the of Orioles, yeah. and like everything that comes off. The <laughs> is it is it up to stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just hang out by the conveyor belt and just Imagine give you, you me be some like samples, nibbling up. I don't know, guys. Something's not right. Yeah, they'd be like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too much cohesive still on the on the. Uh... <laughs> do you uh, lick the middle first when you have an Oreo cookie? Do you lick the middle or do you bite the middle? Because everybody no, actually... lick the middle first. I used to lick the middle as a child, but now I just more like dunk it. I, I just like I throw oh, it in like if I throw. I'm a dunker. Yeah, I throw it in milk. Boom! I love it. That's that's the way I do. I cookies. might peel them. I might pull the top off and eat it. <laughs> but you're not licking. You're not really nah. licking the middle. And actually, people that lick their fingers after they the, eat Doritos <laughs> bother me as well. Really? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a fan that's of good. like licking food. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's getting your money's worth when you lick the fingers. Or or toes. No, I used to like, you know, when like, you know, <laughs> when you're younger or yeah, something. I was in a van, right? Yeah. So like I used to be in like a van right next to dudes all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, you see them. So you really pick up like other people's like little, you know, little things that drive you crazy, man. And dude, I had a buddy of mine, man. Like he used to like eat a bag of chips. There'd be no chips left. And he'd be like, tuck, 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 oh yeah, tuck. Like, the old, yeah, the old tuck, and tuck, he'd be tuck, like bag, dicking yeah. them in, like, it's like, dude, what are you like sticking your finger in the bottom to get like some, some sort of like dust from the bottom of this? Yeah, yeah. And he's licking his fingers <laughs> and stuff, man. I'm like, dude, you're licking Dorito dust, bro. <laughs> that's, that's that's where the that's that's, that's the magic. That's where, Dorito yeah, dust. Yeah. You're Dorito all in. Dust. You're D -D. all in at that point. <laughs> you're all. Yeah. That's what you made me actually. That's what made me get into the industry. Actually, what just hanging out with bands with those guys? Well, you said we were, that was like 15 years of this stuff, and um, and uh, basically the guitarist had sex uh, with a heavier set woman, basically about two feet away from me, <laughs> <laughs> like in a van, yeah, and like we yeah. told him it was a problem. He did this before, and we told him, listen, if you're gonna do these chicks. Don't do them in a damn van when we're in the van with you. Like, seriously, bro. It's enough. <laughs> so, lo and behold, man, this chick got in the van after the show. We told him, bro, bro, don't. Don't, huh? And lo and behold, man, they started going after He couldn't help himself. Ah, oh, dude, man. Like, the sounds, the smell. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're right, though. Being in a van, uh, dude. a horny van. No, I was literally like four feet away, man. And just hear like the slap. Uh, 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 uh. 
And it's like, like yeah. honestly, like it's funny because our drummer's a big guy and he's yelling, I swear to effing God, I'm going to come back there. I'm punching you in the effing face. You're effing disgusting, man. You got to stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. And basically, we got out of the van after that uh, when we got back. I remember the door opened. I looked over and I said to the drummer, I said, uh, I'll see you around, man. <laughs> and he, he sort of nodded his head like, yeah, that's it. Like, we're that, well, that's done. We're never doing this again. You said it, man. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going did on tour with these guys did you, 10 days from now. Did you sleep in the van, too? Yeah. Oh, God. We lived in the van. Oh, think about well, this. It's, like, the it's, same like, guy it's like a closed space. Just guys farting and sex. It's just, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a disaster. Good. It, thank God you back? became a radio host. Well, at least when I did it, I brought hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the guy back in the band with you? Of course. All right. Yeah, we're hooking up next week. We're going on tour. This should be it. a real adventure. Well, I didn't know if he was invited back or if he's still in the van. <laughs> he's, no, he, he's, he's in the band for life. He's a lifer. I got to do the radio show from there for like a week, Tony. It's gonna, <laughs> on the road. It's going to be a real adventure. Can you get some audio from us? <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be joining you guys every day. No, I want you to give us the audio from the van. From the van. <laughs> audio. From the van. <laughs> We're in no, the van. <laughs> they, probably think I'm, they probably think I'm a jerk, but uh, no, no, I'm not getting in any vans. Or I'm not staying with them. Like, yeah. I, I'm pulling the rock star. I'm showing up, and I'm leaving. I'm flying out That's after. Like, <laughs> You're not 19 anymore. You can afford a Motel 6. You want to sleep in your own damn bed. Like, we're grown men. Like, we we're going to stay in the same room at the Circus Circus. I'm like, shit, Dude, shit, Marenzi. The whole bed. Every fucking day. Like, every day. Those, those guys. Know, like, those guys. got to get our own room. Those guys are all staying together. They're like, so, Marenzi, you're staying with us? Oh, I'm like, no, oh, no, God, no. 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 But I didn't want to be a jerk. Like, there's you. I'm like, you think I'm going to stay with the same guys? Like, <laughs> I'm reliving this? Bad enough, i got to be around them for seven days. Like. <laughs> I think this is going to be yeah. big. I think we're going to have a lot of show to talk. We might need four oh, hours. Yeah. You're saying hey, we might need. <laughs> All right, so totally. I'm gonna get, we got we to gotta get out of here. Right we're going to give our plays our day, but we're going to check in. We'll check in at, at 6 o'clock or so once we get down to the arena. Uh, Tony can give his lineups. Let's say 6.20. You can get serious, Tony, for the first 20 minutes and give him your lineups and everything. And, uh, or even you might do it before, but we'll check in in about half an hour or so. Uh, I'm going all in. I like Cam's teaser. Raptors, first quarter, baby. Raptors, first quarter. I'm going to really regret this, too, aren't I? No, you're not. No, but Ball I didn't in. do the money line. I laid the points. How many? I did this oh, against did Wizard. I did this against Washington, minus one and a half, and they won by one last week. Uh, Tony, what do you think about the teaser? First quarter. Washington, uh, you get Boston to plus nine and a half. Raptors yeah. to one and a half. Yeah. Now we're talking. I like I it. I feel like an a-hole every time I do a teaser in the NBA because you only really get three points, but... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good one tonight, one, though. One basket, but it looks good on paper. It sure does. <laughs> teasers always look they, good uh, on paper. That's how they're called yeah. teasers. That's they keep all right, so here are my plays of the day. Toronto Raptors, uh, minus two and a half for first quarter. Toronto Raptors and the Cavaliers over 212. Toronto Raptors minus six. Raptors Celtics, five-point teaser. Celtics plus five. Celtics, 76ers over 205. NHL hockey. Penguins minus 160, Preds plus 125. We love it. I'm doing the same teaser, and I'm What's going all up, in, uh, too. The Sixers are bringing Meek Mill to the game tonight. Like, haven't they seen this catastrophe with Drake? Now they're going to bring Meek Mill to the game? 
<laughs> He's the only guy I know who gets out of prison. He gets treated five stars. They get him down I there. Know. He's swinging, hitting the Liberty Bell. It's like, really, dude? Like, the guy's a felon. He's getting treated like gold. It's kind of like you, Cam. Yeah, kind of like me. <laughs> right? I'm all, take you to I'm the all game. in. Yeah, they bring yep. you. The, so here's the thing. Here's the thing with Meek Mill, right? They don't need Meek Mill at the game. I think they need a coach. Like, why don't they bring, uh, you know, uh, Mike Krzyzewski to the game? Not a bad uh, – not a, so they're actually bringing him to Boston tonight because he's yeah. in Boston. Yeah. 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 You know what? That's you know, not going to end well. But, you know, Meek Mill yeah. and, and Drake had that feud, right? That's true. Yeah. Meek Mill and Drake. So if the Sixers – that's why we need the Sixers and the Raptors to play. But we've got to get out of here. We'll see everybody tomorrow. We're off to game two. We'll check in uh, with you in about 30, 45 minutes or so from the arena. Uh, everybody, the very capable Tony Sincata takes over right now. Tony? The floor is have, yours. Have fun and uh, stay a free man. Don't get put in the <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Yeah, but more, it's All more right. about Sonny. It's more about Sonny what happens in the first quarter here. All right. Go get him. There they For go. Taylor Stevens, the Sonny Vega, Cam, Stewart. Uh, yeah, we'll speak to you guys soon. We're just going to – we got to get down to the arena. We'll check in once we're down there, all right? There are the guys. They're absolutely getting it done in Toronto. If you see them tonight, buy them a beer. Find them and buy them a beer. Seek them out. Uh, Cam has slices of pizza, so he doesn't need anything to eat. He's got peaches in his bag. But I don't think they're going to bring the bag in. He's going to have to leave that at Gabe's house. Tonight, nah, Major League Baseball. We had a lot of day action, right? So we only have four games in Major League Baseball. Boston Red Sox, Texas Rangers. You have the Texas Rangers, a 150 underdog. David Price, a 180 favorite uh, in this one. You gotta like this. Mike Miner is a soft tosser at this stage of his career. He's a left-handed pitcher. The Boston Red Sox offense is on full throttle. Them and the Yankees are on a collision course. They both are waiting for to get a little piece of each other. And I'll tell you right now, soft tosses need to get out of the way. And it's hard to not like the Red Sox tonight. And it's not hard for a betting perspective and in DFS. When you look at the Boston Red Sox this season, one of the things you want to isolate on is what they do against left-handed pitching. And when you look at it from this season's perspective in the Boston Red Sox, you've got a couple guys that notoriously have hit lefties well. And one of those guys is Hanley Ramirez, always has hit lefties well. And he'll be a guy that you'll have in your lineup tonight. The Boston Red Sox this season is the number one offensive team. Number one offensive team in baseball, right? Now you go against left-handed pitching, and you say, Tony, how about these Boston Red Sox, though, against lefties? Are they the same team? Are they a team that we can go and plug and play? And how about these Atlanta Braves when you think about it? The Atlanta Braves are the number one team weight on base average versus left-handed pitching, 372. They're only striking out 17% of the time. Now, the Boston Red Sox, and we love the Boston Red Sox, against left-handed pitching, 273, which is 29th in Major League Baseball. And yet, I was telling you that guys like Hanley Ramirez have always hit lefties well. Well, Mookie Betts has 31 plate appearances this season against left-handed pitching. And Mookie Betts' weight on base average is 588. Um, next guy up, J.D. Martinez, is 388. Healy Ramirez, as I talked about throughout his career, has hit lefties well, 374. Then uh, Bogots, 345. So Bogots, Ramirez, J.D. Martinez, and Mookie Betts, those four Boston Red Sox are at 
good hitters. They're good hitters. Bogots, Ramirez, and J.D. Martinez are good hitters this season against lefties. Mookie Betts is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Then you go a little down the lineup. You got Rafael Devils struggles. Mitch Mullen, of course, lefty on lefty. Benatetti struggles. Nunez struggles. And these are guys that you have to look at tonight and say, can you get away with a nine and a half total and take the under in this game? I wouldn't. Uh, the sample size is small. The sample size is small in this one. So I would not go ahead and and put that in. If you look at the splits for some of these guys throughout their career, uh, like an Eduardo Nunez, who absolutely uh, is a great hitter, not so great in the field. And that's always been his problem. But. He's a guy that's struggling this season. But, like I said, against a small sample size, when you take what he does and you say, hey, against left-handed pitches, what does he do? Well, throughout his career, he had, in 2012, his first year uh, playing, he played 55 times there, 373, 371, 317, 136. He has struggled against lefties. So you can look at that and you say the Boston Red Sox tonight. I like them, but they do not show a great track record against left-handed pitching. I think Mike Martin is a below-average left-handed pitcher. If you want to slide in the under, you can go ahead and take a shot with that tonight. Um, I do have Red Sox in the lineup tonight. I'm looking at this series, and I'm saying there's four games tonight, right? Sean Manai has been pitching great. Um, Chris Tillman's a guy you could exploit tonight with some of these Angels, a fly ball pitcher. The ball doesn't travel as well at the Angel Stadium at night, but he's going to serve him up there. We only have four games. If somebody's going to go off, you're going to get there. Um, the Boston Red Sox, though, they have the highest team total tonight. Uh, their team total is 5.2. Uh, the next highest total is the Angels at 5.1. And then the other implied team totals, uh, Mets, I mean, the Minnesota Twins, four and a half. The Chicago White Sox are four and a half. The A's and the Seattle are both at four. When I look at those totals, it tells me I have to throw the Red Sox in there despite uh, some of their weakness against lefties thus far during the 2018 season. It's Tony Cicada in for Gabe and Cam Stewart as they are in Toronto, and they are heading over to the stadium, and they will get back to us. Next game on the agenda uh, tonight in Major League Baseball. When you're looking at putting it together and making sure you're there, the Twins and the White Sox, Ronaldo Lopez is the pitcher for the White Sox tonight. He is the only guy, the only guy in this rotation worth his salt. I don't know where we get that slogan, is he worth his salt? And I say it, and i got to be honest, I don't even know what the hell it means. It sounds very good. Um, Mike Florio, are you there? Mike Florio, of course, uh, the producer of this fine show. I am uh, here. He, He's worth his salt. Where does that originate from? I'd have to Google that, but I, luckily for you, I can do that. Yeah, because these are the things that, you know, we say things a lot of times and we have no idea what they mean. And remember back in the day, Scotty uh, Engel used to get uh, really mad about these things. But Ronaldo Lopez is a guy um, that definitely you can look at this White Sox rotation and he is the crumb out of the crumb. But they can't win a damn game because it's the White Sox and uh, things have gone wrong there. Uh, against Jake Odorizzi tonight, I was hoping the odds would be have better, it. but this game's basically a pick em. So. You can go either way this way. I lean towards Odorizzi and the Twins with the better batting order, uh, but this game could go either way. And Mike, what do we have on the worth his salt? Apparently, back in the day, Roman soldiers had to spend money to purchase salt. 
So you yes. would say he's worth his salt, meaning he is worth the money that you have to spend to pay for his salt. Oh. I so always thought back. it was like sweat reference. Yeah. But See that? You learn something every day. I got another one for you then. Um, did you hear why the Roman was happy? Why? He was gladiator. <laughs> That's... You can tell that to the kids at church. Chris Tillman pitches tonight for the Baltimore Orioles. 7.03 ERA. 104 on the season. Uh, he's 1-4 on the season. Uh, this is a game, like I said, if you look at it, the Angels, to me, have a, a better matchup on paper. The Boston Red Sox have been playing so well. But you look at these Angels team tonight against Tillman, and that is one that we're going to go in from a DFS perspective, and you could throw some lumber at tonight. From a betting perspective, you got to throw 195 down on the Angels. Um, this is a game where I like the over. you got Barrier coming up and pitching uh, for the first time. You're listening to Game Time Decision. We'll come back. We'll touch on the Orioles and the Angels. Stay tuned for more DFS in the 6 o'clock hour. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Game Time Decisions. Tony Sagata in for Cam Stewart. Gabe Morrison. They'll be checking in live from Raptors Cavaliers tonight. Both guys are on the Raptors tonight. I'm uh, I'm not that guy. I'm looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers saying, man, I think it'd be another tight game. No way I can give six points in that one. We're talking a little bit about Major League Baseball slate tonight. Four games on it. We got Jaime Aboria. Aboria. This guy's nothing special. Nothing at all. Um, he's pitched seven innings this year at the Mages. His K per nine is 5.14. His ERA is 3.86. His FIP is 6.101. FIP is, uh, for all the people out there that are not familiar with the baseball terms, that's the expected ERA independent of fielding. And it's crazy. Even in the minor leagues this year, he pitched 12 innings. And he had a 2.92 ERA, and his FIP was 5.30. The problem is he doesn't strike people out. So when I look at this total tonight that's out there in this Angels game, and uh, mybookie.com has it at 
Um, we got a nine total here. I would go over the total here. Now, I'm not opposed to using um, Barrier in DFS tonight because his price is only 4000 on DraftKings. So basically, if I can get double-digit points, and he's a 195 favorite, if he can get me five innings, I might be able to steal a win. I can do that in a four-game slate and load up on hitters and overcome what I don't get from uh, with the 4000 So I think that's a strong play. I like the Angels tonight. I do like the over in that contest. And then the final game tonight in Major League Baseball, the Oakland Athletics, Sean Manaya in the Seattle Mariners, Wade LeBlanc. 120 favorite is Manaya on the road, and we have Wade LeBlanc, even money in this one. The over-under is eight in this contest. And you look at Manaya has been putting together a little bit of a run, a little bit of a run for Sean Manier. Now, this is a guy that you look at and say, hey, um, Tony, what's the deal? Is this kid that good, or is he uh, a guy that's going to crash? Hey, Tony, I like to avoid crashes because crashes are no good for anyone, and I don't want to have my hard-earned money on Sean Manier when a crash comes, and I get that, people. So here's the deal on Sean Manaya. This is a kid that we expected to be a decent pitcher. He's 26 years of age. He was the 31st, 34th pick in the draft in 2013. And he hasn't lived up to those expectations. He had a 4.37 ERA last year. His K per nine was 7.94. So you say, Tony, his ERA is 1.03. Is he finally living up to the hype that people thought when they were selected him with the 34th pick in the draft? And Tony Sincata will say, not so fast, my friends. Well, would that be Lee Corso? One of us would say that. And when I look at Manier, his fastball is actually down in velocity. Um, his fastball is down to a low 90 uh, mile an hour, which he was 91.6. He's still using the slider, and he's still using the changeup. So it's basically the same three pitches. He's just pitched better to this point with those three pitchers. And his fielding independent uh, pitching, his FIP 3.20, is okay, but it's not great. So I don't think he overpowers this team. I don't think he's a great play tonight, uh, but he's been getting it done. Mike Flurry, what's your thoughts on Manaya? Am I? Do you agree with my assessment that you know what the kid had a track record, but he doesn't strike people out. Uh, he has the same pitches. That's the one thing when I look. And here's the one thing that stands out, people: Major League Baseball, the strand rate is the runners you leave on base. The runners you leave on base. He's left 98% of the runners on base. So that means they get on base and they don't score. His career total is 73%. So that would say a regression is coming for a lot of people. There would people be predicting a downfall based on that statistic. How do you see it, Mike Florio, with Sean Manier? I think you're right. Like I think Sean Manier both can be a breakout pitcher this year but also be a regression candidate. I think people think it has to be one or the other. Like, I think he's going to be a lot better than a lot of people thought he would coming into the season, but he's clearly not going to be the best pitcher in baseball, which is what he's been so far. Yeah, and, and the strikeouts don't support it. Like I said, the uh, uh, the strand rate is huge. And it's, whenever you see someone just jump out, I always look for something. And the numbers are very similar to me, except – 
the ERA, 1.03. But we've defined that by the run is getting left on base. He's made critical pitches when they count, and he's got a little lucky. And that's where we're there. Now, Wade LeBlanc is a very interesting man. Uh, he's been, of course, in the National League, played a pitch for the Padres, and now is over in Seattle. And when you say Tony, um, Wade LeBlanc, not very good. You know what? He probably right on the money with that. Um, the one thing that Wade LeBlanc has done this year is he's putting a lot of fly balls, and that's not good for Wade LeBlanc. Wade LeBlanc, when he's successful, needs the ground balls. And it was perfect when he was pitching in San Diego. He had the big ballpark when he would make the mistakes. Uh, but the last two years, his home run to fly ball ratio has risen to 15 to 16%. He's been able to, he has not been touched up by the home run this year. Uh, it's at 9.5. His career is 11.5 uh, in this situation. I would wager on Oakland. I would go to 120 here. I think both guys, because it's a four-game slate, and you're probably going to have to spend the money um, for David Price tonight, right? You're probably going to spend the money for David Price when you put your lineups together. Um, and you need to save some money somewhere. I would go ahead and use one of the cheaper pitchers here. Uh, I would not go with uh, Sean Manier. And I actually like Jake Odorizzi, too. Um, if you want to go that route with Jake Odorizzi at $6,800, the White Sox are a team that are hit or miss when it comes to offense. Uh, they're a team that some nights they put together a big total and they surprise us, and other nights they strike out like the young hitters they are. And Jake Odorizzi is a capable pitcher. I mean, he started out the season pitching great, but a lot of those guys that came into camp late, it hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out at all. Um, and we'll... We'll see what the Chicago White Sox bats can do tonight. They're 14th in Major League Baseball uh, right now, with the, but they strike out 24% of the time. So we get a strikeout every four at-bats from these guys. We're going to get a strikeout. So it gives you an opportunity with Jake Odorizzi at $6,800. I think it's a nice price tonight for you in DFS. And I think that if you're going to go and bet, um, I, I like the Twins over the White Sox tonight, and you get a shot at cheap money, but I like the under in this game, too. When you're looking at the pitchings in this game, you're looking at an opportunity here to go and take this nine. Nine is the total. They need 10 to beat you. And the under is nine, uh, minus 105 at my book. I really like this. Now, the only problem I have with this Twins and White Sox, and this has become more prevalent in today's baseball, both these bullpens suck. And we always talk about the starting pitches, and they don't even pitch a lot of times now, 50% of the game, right? We see these pitchers get pulled out earlier and earlier. So we say to ourselves, hey, uh, what do we jump in here? But when we look at the bullpens, we sometimes have to cross our heart, hope to die, stick a needle in our eye. And that's the problem when you look at this total. From the starting pitcher standpoint and the two offenses, I think this game definitely goes under with the Twins and the White Sox. Uh, the problem is when the bullpens come into play. So uh, there you have the breakdown of tonight's Major League Baseball. And where do we go there? And, of course, tonight we kick it all off with the Cavaliers and Raptors uh, going at it. Their first game, of course, 113-112 uh, victory for the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road. And now what happens here? This is going to be a tight one. 
a tight one here. He goes, I, Coach Casey says, I thought we played defensively in some stretches as well as you could. Offensively, I thought we had opportunities down the stretch. We had three tippins to win the game. And he's right. There was a lot of chances that you could win the game in that for both sides, both teams. That's why it's hard for me not to take the six points in this one. Now, you did see Toronto go up double digits twice in that contest. They've gone up double digits during the season, and Cleveland's come storming back and put it on them. I'm looking at it like that and saying, hey, that's not where I'm going to go. And now betting trends, we have 17% of people at bet online are putting down on the money line Cleveland Cavaliers 83% on Toronto the spread 67% of the money on Toronto 33% on Cleveland and 73% have uh went and put money on the over over in this one so people are liking the over in that one um I think it's going to go over, too. I think when you're going to go over here uh, in this one. Also, Coach Casey says, a lot of things we did to ourselves. Nothing special. Nothing that we didn't expect. Some uncharacteristic things that we missed. Some shots that we missed that I thought was the difference in the game. We are a better team, but we just didn't make the shots down the stretch. That's true, Coach Casey. That's true. But I got a question you, Coach Casey, on what players were on the floor during the key moments of that game, Coach Casey. You can't be, you can't, you got to go out with the guys that got you there, right? You got to go out with Kyle Lowry and Tamara Rosen with the ball in their hands. You got to get Jonas Valchunas the ball if Kevin Love's covering him. It make Kevin Love work on the defense event. He's the only other guy that can score in Cleveland. Think J.R. Smith's going to put up 20 again? Not going to happen. I'll tell you who I will have a better game this time around, though. It's probably Kyle Korver. Raptors shot 32% from the three-point line. Nine for 28 and 43% from the field in the game and 20% in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is the key where they let it all get away. They all let it get away. DeMar DeRozan says, for sure, without a doubt, we had many opportunities to close the game out. Like you said, we couldn't buy a bucket. We had a lot of great looks. We had a lot of shots point blank in the rim. They went in and out. Freddie got two great looks. We came away with countless of things. Freddie shouldn't be out in the court. Freddie Van Fleet is playing hurt. Anyone with two eyes could see that wasn't the same Freddie Van Fleet that we saw all year. And if I see him out there in the last four minutes of a tight game again, you know what? Someone needs to go and remove remove Coach Casey like he was Fidel Castro about to push the button because this guy's got to go. If he has that guy out there again with the game on the line and a banged-up shoulder and can't shoot the damn ball— what the hell are you going to do? Are you going to let this guy coach you into oblivion once again? You can't do it. Gabe's there. Cam's there. Get down to the court and remove Coach Casey. Remove him for the country of Canada. Remove him for all the people in Toronto. Overthrow. 
And Gabe, you got to do it. Gabe's got to do it before Drake does it. Because Drake, man, for a guy that's really popular and a guy that uh, sells a lot of records, he got a lot of free time, man. He got a lot of free time. He spends a lot of time hanging out there. And I don't know about how you guys feel about when you have celebrities sitting there the camera on them. Like us, Boston, we got the Wahlburgers now. Mark Wahlberg shows up at a game in Milwaukee with his Celtics hat on. Mark Wahlberg left the Super Bowl before we came back and took it to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not in to the celebrity thing, man. Like the Lakers celebrities, though, are cool. Like they hang out. Like they, you know... The game's the thing. And they know that they're going to just be on camera for four or five seconds. That's good. We don't need you yelling at other players. It is so insane. You know what sucks about it, too, is that these celebrities got these first-row seats, right? That obviously nobody's selling. Like, if you buy season tickets, you can't buy that seat, right? They keep that seat all year round. In case Drake wants to go to a game? Are you kidding me? How baffling is that? Mike Florio, how many uh, celebrities go to Buffalo Bills games? Do you guys have the same problem? Uh, I believe the number to that is zero, unless you count former Buffalo Bills players as celebrities. Um, No, I wouldn't think that. (laughs) I wouldn't think that. To you? No, honestly, I've watched a lot of Bills games over my, my life, and I can't, like... I can't remember a time a celebrity was, like, there. See, that's the kind of thing that I think is kind of crazy. Wait, wait, these. wait. Oh, o- OJ one. did show up to a Bills fan's tailgate down in Jacksonville for the playoff game. Does that count? No, OJ Simpson? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, are you kidding me? He was in Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, he showed up for apparent. I saw on Twitter like there was pictures. Apparently, he just showed up to a random Bills fans tailgate. Wow, that's crazy. OJ, I wouldn't hang out in Jacksonville too long if I was OJ, because um, our police department they shoot first and then they ask questions later. So you got to be careful down here, OJ. We don't they don't fool around in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, We have a lot of shootings by the police down here, OJ. Um, So this is not the place to to go and cook out. That would be crazy, though. What would you do if OJ showed up at your – so you're having a little tailgate, right? And OJ walks by and says, hey, you got got a hot dog for me? What would you do at that point? See, I didn't really – I was too young for the OJ trial, but I just recently started, like, watching a lot of stuff on it. I would be very taken aback because, like, <laughs> this guy murdered someone. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. What do you – like, that's what I was going to ask you when you gave him the hot dog. Like, every murderer, do you just give a hot dog to? I mean, it seems kind of odd, right? And then people in Las Vegas, when he's out in Las Vegas, they pose for selfies with this guy. What the hell is wrong with people, man? Gabe Morris, he's one of those guys. Gabe Morris, he has a free OJ shirt that he probably wears. The I can see that 100%. He probably wears at the supermarket. Women stare at him like he's Gabe Morrissey. Stay tuned for more Game Time Decisions. 